This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. Hello and welcome to episode 19, where we're still on a run of bad guys, this time Shrinker from Rumours of Death, sharing the cell with me, as always, Ian Marchant. Hello, Eric. Hello, hello. It's not a very big cell, is it? Yeah, it's not a very big cell, this one. No, no. no, I'm full of cat. (laughs) Well, actually, that's just my modelling name, so never mind. No, that's season four. We're doing season three. Well, if it was season four, we could break out because the the walls are going to just be tinfoil, aren't they? So we just punch out the out of that. All right. <laughs> Here we are. As I say, season three, Rumours of Death. This is a story we're actually going to come back to three times in all. And uh, originally we were going to feature Anna Grant because, you know, not too long ago we did her brother uh, from Countdown. So I thought, oh, next time we're in season three, we might as well uh, do Anna Grant. But then I thought, no, uh, let's do Shrinker first because um, Shrinker's quite an interesting chap and he's at the beginning of the very episode. And uh, so let's get him out of the way. So here we are with Shrinker today. Yes, the oddly named Shrinker. I was wondering, I mean, why is he called Shrinker? Is is that just a sarcastic name? He he doesn't seem bothered by it. No, well, I mean, it could be that that's his name. I mean, there there may be people listening to this that are named Mr. Shrinker. Seems strange. Um, or it could be. I mean, as a as a nickname, it, it's it's sort of it's a bit rude, isn't it? It's a bit. You're wondering what they're talking about that shrunk. Do you think he's called Shrinker because people shrink back from him in fear? Could be, or he's got bo. Although his uniform was nicely nicely clean and new, wasn't it? A nice looking uniform he's wearing. I was going to say, he looks mighty fine in that Bell stuff. I mean, he's a bit of a portly man, but when he comes yeah, in, yeah, yeah. He, he's wearing that uniform well. I remembered him as being um, much, much larger, uh, you know, tubby than he was. And he, mm. yeah, because Bell staff suits and any sort of jumpsuit doesn't flatter the fuller figure, as, as I know so well. Um, but yeah, he looks good in this. He looks, he's got lovely polished boots, you know. The, Another th- point I was going to make is he's actually wearing jack boots. No, no, no Derry boots yeah. for him. He's wearing proper jack boots. Proper, proper jack boots. Yeah, I, li- I like a, I like my uh, fascist to wear jack boots. I'm a traditionalist, uh, me. This is this is out and out fas- fascist, isn't it? You know this. It is. Yeah. Shrinker is the personification of of where the Federation has gone, on at least on one branch of the federation because we we're going to find out shortly that that the the rebellion has been and gone and uh yeah he he's on the bad side and yes he dresses accordingly doesn't he he does i i'm i'm a little bit disappointed because i've not seen this episode in a long time i know it's got this episode's got very high uh sort of um fandom loves it don't they they like this Mm. episode um and it's never been one of my favorites but we'll cover that in the next lot when we do mm. Anna, because um, okay. you know, Shrinker doesn't. But yeah, it's never been one of my favourites, so I haven't watched it that often. Um, 
but I so I sat and watched this, and I I thought this would have been this would have been I know they've only got a short amount of time, and it's not about Shrinker, even though our episode is about him, but their episode wasn't about him. But I thought they could have they could have made him more interesting in that he rapidly becomes the sniveling coward, mm. and I. I think it would have been much more interesting had they sort of not gone down that avenue. Um, he comes back a bit. He does. When, he, when he he's d- in the yeah. yeah, he comes back a bit. But that whole section when he's on the Liberator, it it's it's sort of almost pandering to to make stereotype. Yeah, to 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 make the Liberator crew look like they're justified in what they're doing. Mm. Look how horrible this person is. Look, oh, he's a sniveling coward. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, um, Tom yeah, yeah. Uh, so it, I think it would have been more interesting had he fought his corner, which he does a little bit in the, in when he's alone with Avon. But when you're when you're being intimidated and threatened by Villa and Taron, yeah, and Taron, because <laughs> the this is a this is a professional uh, officer. He's 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 the best interrogator. So he's good at what he does. He's used to dealing with people that hate him he's used to dealing with people that are frightened of him that people are resisting that's why they i mean if 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 you didn't resist you would never meet him would you so he's no. only he's dealing with he's dealing with the 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 strongest of the uh you know the the people that they want to break so why why does he suddenly just become this sniveling mm. caricature like you said yeah that's the caricature is the word for it it's it, it's a shame really mm. Mm. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get there. Yeah. Let, 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 let's start the episode, and um, it's another one of these. I don't remember there being so many, but it's yet another one of these stories that start mid-tale. Yeah. Um, and when you don't really know what's going on, I mean, all you've got is a very plain cell, and uh, the camera pans to Avon's feet. Um, now, we've yet to have the story with the topless Blake and Villa, um, so I guess this is our first instance on this show of crew flesh, apart from the little V of chess that you see in Blake from time to time. Yeah, because the episode starts and you, you've, like you say, you're in a very plain room. Not, not much has been spent on it. Um, and then you've got a, a slightly disheveled looking Avon in a jumpsuit. I thought I'd put uh, season four in by mistake. It is. Apart from that uh, that colourful thing over a pocket, it does. It looks like one of his little fatigue things that he wears in one of the yeah. season four. Yeah, uh, it's very, shows, very like he? What, the one where they go down onto the planet. Um, him and Sulin. Uh, yeah, it's later on in the season, you know. And they're, they're luckily, yeah, luckily they're not wearing their normal stuff, so they they get mistaken for something. Yeah, it's very similar to that. The jumpsuit. Also, I like the fact that um, they say oh, he's been there five days. And he's got the lightest of stubble. Yeah. I thought, you lucky man. I go five hours and I've got bloody... Yeah. I've got to go shave. Yeah, yeah. My first question uh, this time is, um, where is this cell? Is, th- is this on Earth? Because at no point do we see the Liberator travelling to Earth, which eventually, you know, we're, we're going to find out that where's, that's where Serverland is and they travel to Earth. So I'm presuming this story starts with the Liberator in orbit of Around Earth. Earth. It doesn't. Um, is it, I, it, I, I watched this last week. I should have watched it yesterday because my memory is terrible. Um, 
one of the either um dana or callie says what went wrong down there and then says no oh. i mean why hasn't the so it's got to be on earth hasn't it yeah that down there yeah she does say yeah. down there yes yeah so the blind is down then on yeah the they got the blinds down the blind so is still working it. at this point we were saying last week with tinus yeah. that i could only remember it next being mentioned the last time i mentioned uh, it being mentioned was in star one but here we are this is you know a few, a few episodes into season three and it seems to be in orbit round uh, earth without any trouble so i'm presuming the blind is still working at that point yeah i think it's one of those um plot device blinds isn't it it works when they need it and don't want to write in that they're having any sort of confrontation with pursuit ships but the minute they do need to have some sort of confrontation with pursuit ships yeah suddenly they can be detected but yeah i'm presuming it's working all right otherwise earth is the most uh or the least well defended planet mm. It's just a bit strange that it's not mentioned. I mean, there was a big play of this, wasn't it, in Pressure Point, that uh, we're going back to Earth, you know, and it was a big deal, yeah. they finally going back to Earth. And there, maybe there was a, meant to be a little scene that Orak finds out where Servalan is. Oh, she's on Earth. Oh, that's a bit of luck. We're already round Earth. We don't have to yeah. travel anywhere. Oh, the, the place we need to go to is exactly where Servalan is going to go to as well. Hmm, that's yeah, lucky yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, we hear a person pleading no. Okay, now that person um, is that shrinker. Do you think inflicting a bit of damage on the person next door, or do you think it's more like a 1984 type brainwashing thing where it's just recordings of people being tortured? What, um, what, what, what did you make of it? I I thought it it must have been other must have been other prisoners, but that is that is actually quite a, a clever point if it is a recording to try and break. You know, because it's something. I mean, it's a you know, it's a recognised uh, interrogation technique, isn't it? Mm, that yeah. if if you if you witness or hear other people being broken, you're more likely to break yourself. Um, mm. So yeah, it's quite clever if it is. I don't think it's Shrinker doing it because he's he's too immaculate. That that, mm. that bell staff's not been creased or, you know, that's he's he's worn that specially, I think, for for Avon. Although he doesn't know who Avon is, of course. Right, that, that was, was another weird. question I was yeah. going to say is, Avon's been there for five days, so they've they've arrived at Earth with the blind down. Avon somehow, it presumably, teleports down to the planet with one of the other crew members, who then gives, Avon then gives that person his bracelet back. They yeah, teleport because we know back they up. don't, yeah, they, we know they don't teleport without them being on someone could you wear no. two on one arm I, I, no, I still I was, need someone there don't it still well no avon at the end when he teleports back up after leaving shrinker he he is wearing two bracelets isn't he he's, oh, he's right. got shrinkers with him but you know tarrant says later on a two minute alert is difficult to sustain over five minutes so presumably avon was teleported down right outside of this base or somewhere yeah Presumably, he was going to be taken straight away to be interrogated by Shrinker, but he didn't. He he was went through the motions of other torturers. He held out, and eventually Shrinker was called in to, to deal with him. So, I don't know what the game plan is there. You know, what? how was Avon captured, and, you know... Um, how, how did they think well, it would only take two minutes before, you know, they would find Shrinker? Yeah, well, luckily, I suppose Avon's got that hero exemption card, hasn't he? Because their pl whole plan hinges on this happening. 
But mm. you could have just had a, an excessive, you know, because because presumably they would have started with the trainee interrogator and worked their way trade, up, you know, and worked their way up. So that one of the early ones sort of accidentally killed him. Mm. They didn't because why I didn't understand is when I when I first started watching it and I thought, oh, they think they've caught Avon and they're trying to get other information, but no, they don't know it's Avon. So what scenario did did it start with? They caught him trespassing and he wouldn't say his name. So they put him into the first interrogator. The first interrogator is with him for a few hours, comes back and says, I can't get his name. He's, he's not he's not uh, he's not buying into that. I offered him a cup of tea and he started blabbing. So then they go on to the next. Interrogator. At what point do they go? You know what? This this guy isn't worth it. Why no, are we I... wasting all our precious resources on someone that we no idea who they are? No, I think it's a bit more than that because when they first grab him, they notice the homing beacon, the homing transmitter. So they know something else is yeah. going on. So he, he he's a bit oh, more right. than somebody so that, who's yeah. wandered in. You know, they know something's more is going on there, don't they? You know. Yeah. Why have they not got his fingerprints on file? Or that wanted poster type. Line yeah, the, the hand-drawn wanted poster. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, you would think he was he had been processed as a prisoner. He's gone through a trial. I'm not saying anyone would recognise him because you know it's it, it's a big planet, but you would think that the whole thing with the Federation is that they're fascists, and fascists are generally the the bit what they do well is the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, so you would think that they would have records of. I mean, now we were if they found someone like that, they would put his fingerprints through the the database, and within like. 24 hours they would know his entire history mm. Mm. why are they having to torture people we to know get not. information we know yeah. not. but i i think you know you have this crying and then it stops and then it's footsteps i i've got the feeling that that is a recording and the whole thing is a bit like I, have you read the v for vendetta comic yes yeah do you remember in Can't that when the Evie... film? Like no, the film. no, the film's awful. But in the comic, Evie thinks that she's in a prison and she yeah. she hears things and everything. It turns out she's totally alone. And I've got a feeling Avon is the only prisoner there. And, you know, everything is just there to give him, you know, just to psych him out. It's psychological torture, isn't it? You know, I've got yeah. a feeling he's most probably the only one there and they're just waiting for him to give in. He doesn't give in, so they call in Shrinker and that's when we get the door open and in he comes. But is this a case of of the the sometimes rampant sexism in Blake 7? That when Callie and Avalon were caught, they both said... Mm. I know I can't stop you. I will tell you everything. And they mm. put Avalon in that uh, blinky blinky machine. They put Blake in, which presumably is, you know, reading her mind or doing something other than just giving her a headache. Um, so did they try this on Avon? But because he's so butch and manly, you know, did did he pull that that pain face of his that we were discussing <laughs> last time and go, oh? See, I'm stronger than you. And they went, oh, bloody hell, we haven't got a, we haven't got a set in two on this machine. Oh. Quick, get the man to break his kneecaps. Thanks yeah. to you. I've, I've, I, thanks to you, I've got a mental image of Avon naked in Avalon's torture device, you know, with just a strap oh, across I his would... midriff, you know. <laughs> Actually, I was going to say I would have paid to see that, but no, don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been hilarious if, yeah, he would instruct it. Because... Because presumably they would, you know, so as not to be sexist, they would have had to have him with a tiny little band across his uh, crotch. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. See, that, and 
this is weird, isn't it? Because we all we all think we're not. We all like to think we're not sexist and we we're not, you know, we're we're not biased and things like that. But we are. We are. And every time I watch something old like this now, I find that that my thoughts are changing on it because right. the world's changing. And and I do find that that. I know full well that if we had have seen Avon in that machine, like we see Blake, they wouldn't be in, they wouldn't have been naked except for no. a couple of straps. And it, you start, and it, yeah, it's really weird to, to watch some of these old things. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, as I say, the door opens and uh, in he comes, in comes Shrinker. Yeah. Um, very stiff-like. When he first comes in, he's very, he reminded me of Nosferatu. When Nosferatu comes into a room, he's all like stiff-shouldered, yeah. and he sort of like turns. It would have been good if he'd have glided in, wouldn't it? That would have been well, good. You say glided. The next yeah. comparison I was going to make is the way the door is up some steps and the camera is down low. Reminded me an awful lot of the detention cell in the first Star Wars, when Darth Vader has to come down steps to go into the cell, yeah. and so does that gliding torture droid. You know, um, very Star Wars, I thought. Yeah, well, I suppose it would have still been the sci-fi influence. Even I mean, we're in its third year, aren't we? But yeah. it would for for Blake. But it would still Star Wars would still be the uh, the benchmark, the ideas that people would go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least he's not wearing a cape. <laughs> and it, oh, can you imagine if we had the Blake Seven equivalent of the flying torture droid? Oh, would it be it the be... you know the Project Avalon robot clunking its way in? Yeah, that oh yeah, that would that would be an amazing to see their their version of that because it would have either been like you say clunking in or on wheels or they would have had it hovering by very obvious string, wouldn't they? Just oh, wobbling like, its way in. They did it in Orac, the last episode of the first season. When they go down to the planet, you did have a hovering, very yes, rounded yeah. droid. It would be something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would. It 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 wouldn't be um it wouldn't be scary, would it? Uh, it would, no. Avon would have just sniggered at it, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, as I've said before, um, when we go to an audio clip, um, sometimes they're very hard to trim down. And this is the case here on this show this week. You know, the clips are going to be quite lengthy, but they are entertaining. And um, so we're going to have our first one here as Shrinker comes in. Okay. Nice one. They tell me we haven't been cooperating. No. What's the matter? Did I bleed on the wrong bit of floor? Good, good. I'm glad you're pleased. I hate to waste my time. Don't let me detain you. I'm a specialist. Oh, it's written all over. I specialize in uncooperative prisoners. And you love a challenge. It's good that we understand each other. Your name wouldn't be Shrinker by any chance, would it? You've heard of me. I knew if I held out, you would show up eventually. That says more for your nerve than your brain. You think so? Long before I finish with you, you'll be begging for death. Don't worry, it's ending all right. What are you talking about? The implant in your neck. I don't know what you're talking about. There is a homing device implanted in your neck. How did you know? We detected it as soon as we picked you up. We've been monitoring it ever since. It's been sending steadily for five days. Five days? 
Is that how long I've been here? Your friends aren't coming. Oh, they are. They must. An attack on this place would be suicide anyway. Is there anyone who thinks that you're worth dying for? Not anymore. Not since Anna. Anna? Dead. Anna is dead. Do you know what this is? It's a laser probe. It's a laser probe. And we're tired of waiting for your friends to come to us, so we have decided to go to them. You are going to tell me who they are and where they are. Please, I can't. I'm going to start by burning out your eyes. Please. And you're going to start by telling me your name. Now, that's not too difficult, is it? Who are you? Avon. My name is Avon. Avon? And you misunderstand about the homing device. My friends won't come while it's sending. But now I've switched it off. And we're here. Still. Stand very, very still. All right, the... The reason that clip was long is the dialogue is fantastic in it. You know, I mean, Shrinker says, oh, they tell me you've not been cooperated. And Avon says, oh, what's, what, what, did I bleed on the wrong bit of the floor? I love all the dialogue in this first scene. The dialogue is, uh, is sparkling in this, isn't it? And it's uh, the bit we're not going to cover in this one with the two Federation I don't want to call them guards because they've got lovely uniform, lovely sparkly blue uniforms. Hey, one so of them's a like major, that. I'll have you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I. Sorry, that was Alexa talking to me again. Bloody, <laughs> bloody Alexa. Um, yeah, the, the dialogue is. I could listen to them two all day. Mm. It's almost like the plot of this episode interrupts the. Just, I want to see a normal day in the life of Shrinker and these, mm. the two guards and the. Mm. Yeah, I. It, it it's well written stuff again. Yeah. All the while this little first exchange happens as Shrinker comes in, you know, Avon's rubbing his neck and Shrinker says, don't worry, it's sending all right. And we find out that he's got a homing beacon in his neck. Now, we have said time and time again that Blake 7 is firmly and utterly an analogue universe. How bloody big (laughs) must a homing beacon be? It'll be a tick, tick, tick thing to begin with, won't it? Yeah, it will tick. It'll be clockwork. It'll be ticking with a crooked dial on it. He should look like but, the hump, hunchback of Notre yeah, Dame. He that, should have this massive, great big growth coming out of his neck. That would have been really funny, actually, if if uh, Avon would have said, oh, you found my secret transmitter, and then Shrinker holds up like this massive growth. You know that, <laughs> that communications box that keeps appearing? If yeah, he holds oh, that it's one of them. Up, <laughs> says, yes, we, we extricated it while you were asleep. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> We've already mentioned it, but yeah, he finds out that it's been transmitting for five days. And here we go again. We have Avon acting. Um, this, this lovely thing where Paul Darrow is acting Avon, acting. And I've yeah. noticed a trend now where he did this in Assassin when he was trying to act. When, when he's, Avon is acting, there's an awful lot of eyebrows going up and down. He sort of like looks to the camera and his eyebrows go up and down a lot. Yeah, he... Uh... He's not subtle when he's acting, Avon acting. No, I know. And that's what we said in the Assassin episode. You know, the uh, yeah. that's that, that's how good Paul Darrow is. He can act bad yeah. when he's acting, Avon acting. Yeah, Paul Darrow's a better actor than Avon. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And John Bryan, the the actor who plays Shrinker, he's excellent in this. And I love the way where he he goes. Is there anyone? And then he licks his lips 
worth yeah. dying for. He's relishing in this. He loves his job. This guy. Yeah, he's he's you know he's enjoying it. He's yeah he's he's doing his bit. But uh, yeah, he he that's right in this bit and in the next bit with Avon. I think he's he's brilliant. He's that I I would have liked to have to been that all the way through. Mm. It's almost perhaps the perhaps the Liberator stuff was filmed later or uh, oh, you know, know on a different day and it just it doesn't feel like the same character when he beams up to the Liberator. No, no. Oh, sorry, here, tele- here, teleports up to the Liberator. Yes, yes, please. Um, <laughs> I mean, no. Here he is. He, like I say, he is the personification of the the, the nasty, evil, fascist yeah. side of the Federation that that took over. Yeah. Much more than our very first character, who was um, uh, Dev Tarrant, th- who was just basically oily and evil. This one, th- this one, he enjoys his job, doesn't he? He does. It's um, it's sort of because again, Terry was very uh, influenced by World War Two. Uh, I think we've mentioned before that, and these are these are obviously the Nazis. And it's whether through good writing or good planning. It sort of follows what happened in Germany when the Nazis rose to power. So you know, you'd say you had the 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 German military, although, although we had gone to war with them in World War One, were considered fairly that you would get a fairish trial. You mm. and then gradually the Nazification of Germany to the point where the the SA took over. Um, from the the military to run these sort of things and that's this is the point we're at now isn't it where it's shrinker where he where he's he's a brown shirt he's mm. he's he's someone that just is enjoys being horrible to people mm. you know and then uh later on in sort of we'll, we'll see guards where they're they're obviously not particularly nice people but it's a job to them mm. you know the old i was following orders so yeah so it's it's real I, again i don't know how much is uh, just we're we're reading this into it, but I I like to think it's Uncle Terry guiding this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he's enjoying his job. I mean, when he says, "Oh, we we've, yeah. we've grown tired of waiting," do you know what this is? It's a laser probe. It's a laser probe. I'm I'm going to start by burning out your eyes. Now that's a bit strong for that time of night, isn't it? The notion of burning out Avon's eyes. Yeah. Also, what would Avon have done if they'd have started with that? So the guy, what if the guy before Shrinker had have started had gone? You know what? Normally we'd leave this to the fifth level interrogator to burn your eyes out, but it's my birthday today, so I'm going to burn your eyes out. And he'd have done it before. He, would would Avon have would have stoically put up with that? I don't know. Waiting but for Shrinker. If Shrinker then burnt his eyes out, the, the Avon would pass out you know you've just had your eyes yeah. burnt out by laser you're not getting any information from him by having him collapse and pass out yeah i because I, I i said I, when we just talked about this the other day when you said we we're doing shrinker and i sort of you said about that and i i said i think i said at the time why are they starting with burning your eyes mm. out you start you start with small stuff but then like you say he's met other interrogators so there's no point going back to you know, poking him with the comfy cushions, or you know, there's absolutely no yay. Had to get the Martin Python reference. Yeah, there we are. Um, this one week's sh- one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should do a you should do a Martin Python tally. Oh no, no, not another tally. No, no, no. <laughs> another tally. Uh, uh, yeah. So, th- yeah. There's two things wrong here, isn't there? That if he 
what if Shrinker, as he was saying that, would have poked one of Avon's eyes out just to say, I mean business? Mm. Uh, you know, what would uh, presumably Avon would have um, worn a, an eye patch and been a Travis patch. Yeah. Travis, everyone, yeah. Um, or what if, from Shrinker's point of view, you're right, he wants to find out who he is and poking someone's eye out with a soldier in iron, probably not, probably not the best way to get people to talk at that point. Unless he's hoping that the person will give up the information, which is what yeah. Avon does. He, he goes, Avon, my name is Avon. Yeah. But then follows it up by saying, you've misunderstood about the homing device. All the while it's transmitting, they won't come. But now I've turned it off. It being an analog device, I was expecting a huge great click as he uh, yeah. you know, presses the button. But, uh, but we get the, then we get the teleport down sound effect and Shrinker turns round. Um, now, he turns round um, when the other two, Dana and Tarrant, talk. But I, that made me think, the sound effects of teleporting, do you think the people can hear that? Did Shrinker um, hear the teleport actually happen? Or is it I would, silent? Because I, yeah, so, I, I wonder if it's ever... Have we ever seen anyone else react to a teleport sound? Because what about the, um, the lights coming in? You know, the, the, the outline... <laughs> Yeah. Does, does anyone see that? Yeah. Or is that and just does anybody hear it? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's not a very sneaky way if, if they do it, but they must hear it, mustn't they? Why put it on? Yeah. But he does notice them. They're yeah. there. Tarrant and Dana's there. And Tarrant's been in Mr. Ben's shop, hasn't he? And he's come out as uh, Robin Hood yet again. Oh, God. Yeah. He's, it, he shouldn't be allowed into those uh, clothes lockers on his own, should he? He, he shouldn't. Oh, it's not a good look. It, that, that wouldn't have or, looked good on Blake. Yeah. Or do you think the others do actually go in there and say, Taron, this would look really macho on you. And he goes, oh, okay. I carry this little bow. <laughs> put on this feathered hat. At least he hasn't got a little, that's what I was going to say, at least he hasn't got a little feathered hat. That would have just been yeah. too much, wouldn't it? He <laughs> would have looked like um, uh, Prince Baron in the Flash Gordon movie. He, he wears often, a little he? feathered hat. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking of something like Robin Hood Men in Tights. It would have just yeah. been too, ugh. Oh, yeah. That would have been funny, though. That would have been funny. It, it would have been but yeah, funny. Um, Tarrant gets his... Because he's now... Because, again, I love Blake 7 because it makes you think it's not... You know, you, you can watch it, I suppose, just passively. It's a space adventure. But it makes you think. So Tarrant then... he he Tarrant is Shrinker, isn't he? Tarrant mm. is Shrinker that failed the audition mm. because Tarrant immediately starts to bully and intimidate yeah. Shrinker. And there's not... Other than the physical violence, there's not much different in the way Shrinker's dealing with Avon as Tarrant dealt with Villa in... Uh, I was going to say City, City at the Edge of the, edge of the world. world. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not far off, is it? No. It's, it's, and it, it makes you think. So you're sat there thinking, yeah, this is... Our heroes are not, not really heroes, are they? Which, again, no. is this lovely shades of grey that we get in Blake 7. Yeah, it's all point of view, isn't it? Yeah. A certain point of view. You know, you know full well that that when Kirk beams down to a planet in Star Trek, even if he says he's going to, or if he threatens anything, he's not going to carry it out. He's not going to torture him. But I could see, I could see Tarrant threatening to put Shrinker's eyes out with a mm. soldering mm. iron. Mm. Yeah. Doing, you know, doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Now they're here, Avon's demeanour totally changes yeah, um nice, and as, nice. as you say so does shrinkers shrinker becomes yeah. suddenly this sniveling 
coward. And he also says, you're Blake's people. You didn't hear Avon disagree about that, did you? No, I, yeah, I thought someone might have said that. Might have, you know, to go, no, not, not, not Blake's people yet. Why are they not Tarrant's people? Why isn't yeah. Tarrant the, the big I am and yeah, yeah, the yeah. take is it, like, Yeah, I'm terrible with episode um, order. Is this before or after Harvest of Kairos? Um, Can't remember. It's, it's after, isn't it? I think it's after. It's after. So in yeah. that one, they were saying that everyone was treating Tarrant as if he yeah. was now leader of. Serverland the... was going on about Tarrant. Yeah. You, you know, um, yeah, yeah. He, so he why are they the not real... saying you're part of Tarrant's crew? And Tarrant goes, yeah. ha ha! Puts his hands on his hips, <laughs> slaps his leg. <laughs> That's definitely when he needs the hat with the yeah. feather in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know that Avon says no, he's mine. I've waited for him, and you know. Um, um, and he does that horrible thing. He karate chops oh. Shrinker on the shoulder who falls over. I hate that in TV shows. Since when does a karate chop to a shoulder knock somebody out or incapacitate somebody? Yes, maybe to the neck if you hit a, a, a vital point, but not on a shoulder. I would, You're just going to hurt your hand. Yeah, I would love it if, if in one of these they, the hero did that and the, the other guy he's hitting just stood there and goes, what are you doing? Yeah. Don't do what? that. Look <laughs> how tricky shoulder as it is. Yeah, it, and it's again. We always say that when it's when it's on video and you get a fight scene or a hit, oh, it's never very good. And this, yeah, this it's a, it's an awful. It, it's not convincing at all. No, it'd be better. Why not hit him with? I suppose this is the this is the drawback of the liberator gun, isn't it? That you can't pistol whip someone with the butt. Because you'll be tapping him with your wand. Whereas no, at least with the clip is, guns, yeah. yeah, you could have whapped him over the back of the head. With, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all you could do with this one is shove it somewhere. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, so that's when Tarrant says, you know, a two-minute two alert, you know, is difficult to sustain over five days. And uh, Dana lobs a bomb. And, and finally, we get to see where she keeps them sometimes. This one was actually up her sleeve. Did you notice it? She pulls it yeah. out, uh, out of her sleeve. Um, and she uh, should have worn Blake's down. old outfit. She could have got yeah. bloody uh, nuclear a bomb up there. Yeah. down there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she lobs it down the corridor. We have running uh, yeah. footsteps, and then the thing blows up, and they teleport up. You look terrible. So I've been told. I thought you might need this. Thanks. So you're shrinker. He doesn't look like much. It depends on what you paid to get him. He cost me enough. Was it worth it? I'll let you know. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> He's going to kill you. Oh, why me? I haven't done anything. I've only ever... Oh, don't tell me. Let me guess. You've only ever followed orders. It's true. It's true. I believe you. Stand there. <laughs> Is everything ready? Just as you said. I set it all up myself. The 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 the, the explosion again is sort of not hundred percent convincing, is it? I would, it's another one of her flashbang bombs. It is flashbang bomb. It's it's yeah. it's money saving. You've got it all happens yeah. off screen. The footsteps are happening off screen. You never see. That's true. Yeah, the guy. We are. don't see guards rushing in, do we? They might have been just the other torturers. It might have just been yeah. Avon and torturers in this base. But uh, yeah, they arrive back up on the Liberator, and you've got the sniveling shrinker, and and Villa says, you know, Avon looks terrible, and gives him a drink. Now, I'm I'm assuming that drink must be something like lime cordial or something like that. But to me, it looks like the stuff that's inside a spirit level. That is a very fluorescent green. 
It is. It um it reminds me of the the mountain dew that you can get at the moment, mm. which is like a, a hideous fluorescent green. Um, but I, what what do you think it's meant to be? Is that meant to be soma? Do you reckon? Is that one of Villa's? It could be, yeah, adrenaline and soma, or just adrenaline. I don't know. But uh, Shrinker goes to say that he was just doing his job, and that's. I haven't really mentioned this, but I've got problems with Tarrant, and one of the most, oh, it's like fingers down a blackboard moments for me with Tarrant is ha- Stephen Pacey has this way of acting sometimes, where when he's saying a line, he looks up at the ceiling and around as he's doing it and it is bloody annoying every time he does that there's <laughs> a smugness about it. Yeah. i don't know no, there's just a smugness about it the way he, he thrusts his jaw up into the air stares up into space while he's talking it's like oh you're insufferable yeah i i'm, I'm not a great fan of the talent character and i was trying to work out funny enough i was thinking about it yesterday and i was thinking do i do i find stephen pacey to be a bad actor or do i find him to be a good actor but talent's just a badly written or not to my cup of tea played character and I, you know what i don't know i can't remember ever seeing stephen pacey in much else no um, i was going to say the same thing this is the only thing i know him from and you know he was yeah. young i think he was like 21 wasn't he um when yeah. he got the job yeah oh yeah he's he is very young in this and i think we sort of forget that that he's probably not as an actor he's probably not got the experience that no you know the others had um but he yeah i I, i'm still my my votes out i'm i'm ready to be convinced that he's a good actor but playing it in a way that you know wouldn't be my first choice to have someone play it but i also have to look out for it yeah i I, he could just be a bad actor it's difficult to know I'm sure he's a lovely fellow, and I don't mean to disparage him or anything. But No, I've seen documentaries on him where he, he's talking about his time on the show, and he seems a really nice bloke, and, uh, yeah, not, not, not up himself or anything like that. No. And uh, it could be that he is acting insufferable, um, at least to me, because he is In which case, I can't he, stand he, he succeeds, if that's the case. He, yeah. he has. He's done his job. He should have got an Emmy. Yes, yeah. yeah. Do you think, um, do you think uh, Tarrant is anyone's favourite character? Oh, there's a question for the Facebook yeah. page. Yeah, if if Tar- if you love Tarrant, tell us why, and you mm. might convince us. We might not. We might be missing something here. Mm. I'm I'm willing. I'm still I'm still so on the fence with this character that that I I'm willing to be persuaded one way or the other. Just like Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer doing Otis and Marvin last week, we we're talking yes. about on Simon. I'm sitting on the fence right next to you with my tiny little arms and legs yeah. right now. Uh, we we've yes. got our Kermit arms going, and we're watching the boats going out. And we're watching the boats coming in. No, we're watching Tarrant's head go up, and we're watching uh, yes. Tarrant's head go down. That's what's oh, happening see, at the a, moment. There's a skit review show to be made on Blake Seven, isn't there? <laughs> if we were, to, if we had any talent, we could do that. But... We could. <laughs> yes. Um, Avon says to Villa, "Is everything ready?" And Villa says, he, he, "He's done it all himself." Now, I've got questions about that in a minute when they get down to the cave. Okay. The villa um, would do it all himself. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. But meanwhile, Cali... I can say, just going back to your two-minute warning, I worry about the times that Villa was covering that. Why would Avon... (laughs) I mean, every single time Villa's ever had to cover anything like that, he's got it wrong. I would not bet in my life on Villa not nipping off to the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but next, Callie comes up, and she's Callie the Conscience um, uh, this week. Yeah, Callie. Do you know what? I almost cheered her this week. 
I, I was going to say, she's there. really good. So, Why couldn't yeah. she have been more like this in this series? You know, she I should have. have been the conscience. She is yep. very good. She she is persuasive. She has got a bloody good point, you know. Yep. And, um, you know, she 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 is excellent in this scene with Avon. And Avon's yeah. like, right, well, I'm going to go off to get changed. And she's yep. really she's good in that. Yep. Are you sure you want to go on with it? Yes, I'm sure I want to go on with it. Look, Callie, I know you don't want any part of this. All right, I'm not going to give you any part of it. You're out. This is mine. I'm doing it. And what am I doing, Avon? Just following orders, like him. She's right to be murdered. Well, you should know if anyone does. I'm going to get cleaned up. Will you entertain my guest? It'll be a pleasure. Why? I don't even... I never saw him before. What have I ever done to him? You killed someone he loved. And there aren't many of them about. Avon's not a very lovable man, in case you hadn't noticed. Was. Did they give you names when they gave you your orders? And even if they did, could you put a face to the name? One screaming face among so many screaming faces. Did they beg, Shrinker? Did they plead? No, Shrinker. Please, Shrinker. Can you remember how they cried, what they cried? Can you separate the voices now? Or is it just one long, satisfying scream? Stop it! Stop it, all of you! Leave him alone! He's an animal, Kathy. Yes, and it's contagious, isn't it? What do you suppose went wrong down there? Longer to trap them than we expected us. No, I didn't mean the plan. I meant the whole thing. What happened to the rebellion? Why is the earth still controlled by creatures like him? And 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 you know that had if Blake was on the ship, this probably she would have talked him out of it. Mm. I think Blake would have because Blake would sometimes do stuff that was you would, was morally wrong, but then someone would prick his conscience, and yeah. he would sort of oh oh hang on, which is really you know like like um, in Killer, um, where where he he's arguing with Avon about the telling the Federation about uh, what's happening in that episode. Just mm. in case anyone hasn't watched it, I won't say what it is. Um, yeah, I, but Avon, this is. This, is this the start of Avon being... Is this what pushed Avon over the edge to become it, the, uh, the psychotic I, nut job? Well, ki- killing, killing Anna Grant, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely definitely sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, th- 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 this is early stage where it's like, look, I don't want you... Um, you don't want any part of it, fine. Don't get involved. This is mine. I'm doing it, blah, blah, blah. I'll do it with or without you. It's that thing that he's got... Yeah. Which comes through. He's at not the a end team player. We said before. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, you know, the big, the big instances. You know, yeah. terminal at the end of season three, where he's just going to do everything completely by himself. But here, yeah, he goes off. It's like, right, you don't, you're not having any part of it, and he goes off. And then we get this goading uh, of oh. Shrinker by the others, which this is the bit I don't like. There is just something about it. It's the 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 way it's set up. You know, the, I I get that they don't, they they hate Shrinker. You know, they don't like Shrinker. Okay, and I can see why they had loathe and hate him, and maybe want to release their hatred of the Federation after all this time. It's been bottling up their hatred for the Federation and and everything. But that walking around him looks so stagey and amdram. The way they're taking their time yeah. and the that they're, they're pacing it all out so that you don't get too close or overlap each other. It's all very naff. It reminded me of a, like a like you say an amdram production of Christmas Carol, and it's like the ghost of Christmas past or something walking around. Scrooge is on the floor, wringing his mm. hands. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah it, 
and I and like I said, Shrinker, this is a completely different characterization to what we've just seen and what we will see shortly. Mm. And it, it, I think it would have been so much better as a scene if they would have had Shrinker either be a bit more Travis-like and not really care what they think, or to to justify himself better. Yeah. You know, but they went down with the easy. Oh, he's a he's a coward yeah. and a. No, but, it would have yeah. been nice if he had just stood stock still and just yeah. just gave his serial number or yeah, something that, like yeah, that, brilliant. and, and that refused to be goaded or anything like that. He needed that. a bit of the powers about him, didn't he? He needed yeah. a bit of super powers. Yeah, but as bad as that was, at least we get again Jan Chappelle, you know, brilliantly yeah. coming in with "Stop it, stop it," you know, and 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 basically saying, "Well, you're not." No, Oh, they say, oh, he's an animal, and it's like, well, you're no better than him, basically, you know, the way you're behaving. Again, the conscience. And you know what? Like, when, I watched, when I would have watched these in my, like, early teens, 20s, I'd be going, ah, sappy, can Now, I wholeheartedly agree with her. She, mm. she's, yeah. the, she's correct there, 100%. Yeah. I, you, just, you... I, I find myself becoming weirdly... And they always say people get more right-wing as they get older, and I find myself becoming weirdly more left wing and sense you know what i mean i mm. yeah it's it's completely different to what my my thoughts were sort of originally so i was very much uh blake is a terrorist mm. you know almost siding with the federation of the stuff he does and there's still bits that him he does that i find questionable but this is sort of this is pushing it home it's the it's the fact that the the, the our good guys are so okay with killing faceless people faceless guys but when they're on their high horse when this guy's doing it mm. you know it's then again wonderful shades of gray really yeah. good really good yeah. writing but yeah I, I find i find avon and especially talent anyway but a little bit hypocritical yep <laughs> right next dana asks you know what what's happened to the rebellion? Why is Earth still in the hands yeah. of uh, people like that? Okay. What does she know now, about Earth? Well, and, and what is this rebellion? Is this the civil war that isn't explicitly talked about too much? <laughs> it's very but quiet. It's, it's a very it's a very civil civil war, isn't it? It's obviously it, it was over in a day, and we didn't really hear about it. Well, basically, yeah, I, I thought that. Why does I mean, she the, think that it's going to be overthrown? I mean, right, time-wise, you know, in Star 1, at the end of Season 2, um, Servalan becomes president. There's been some military yeah. coup, and she's taken over from the president, okay? Yeah. And that, that then comes through into Season 3 to where we are now, and, and we find out there's a rebellion. Now, is the rebellion that they're talking about the rebellion that saw uh, Servalan come to power, or has there been a second rebellion, and that's what Dana is uh, talking about that why is the earth still in hands of monsters like these that there's a second rebellion it doesn't really make much sense does it i mean she's no, talking the, about the, the earth. bigger picture isn't isn't clear i mean i i don't think she can be talking about the uh, calling serverlands coup the rebellion um but presumably if serverland when serverland staged her coup the people rebelling are the 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 old military Again, mm. going going back to the uh, the World War Two Nazi analogy. So when the 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 Wehrmacht officers, you know, started very poorly rising up and 
and plotting behind doors to, to give them an out when the Nuremberg trials are on, etc. Um, it's almost like that. So, so they're hoping that the people they were formally killing, because Blake were happily killing these military officers when before the coup, they're hoping that they're the ones that are going to take over. What? Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. No, doesn't make much sense. Or is there, a, like you say, a third rebellion, <laughs> a third group of people that are Blake's lot? But at no point have we ever had that built up that there no. is a any sort of organised rebellion on Earth. Con- I mean, almost to the contrary, isn't it? That they've avoided Earth and they've, and there's there's outlying pockets of rebellion on other planets. Yeah. yeah. I think we will save this for the Anna Grant episode because yes, yeah. we got more clues during that part of this True. Uh, story. So we fast forward then uh, to Avon. He's back in the teleport bay, uh, all freshened up and changed, and he's got a new weapon in his belt. Avon. Thanks. Concentrate. He's more dangerous than he looks. Isn't everybody? Listen, you've got him on his feet. Are you sure you can stay on yours? I'm touched by your concern. My concern is that I don't find myself looking down the wrong end of your gun with him on the right end of it. Don't worry. You won't. Uh, Did you recognise the weapon? Do you know anything about that weapon at all? Uh, It didn't ring a bell. No, you you, you get a very nice close-up when he throws it down onto the floor of the cave later on. It looks like it's got a Baker-like grip but i I don't think that that was used at any other time in the show it's definitely not the one that um uh tarrant you uh he he pulls on tarrant when they're going to go to uh uh terminal um but yeah no it's just a one-off isn't it yeah i mean it it looked quite nice so i don't know whether it's a one-off from something else you know that it would be strange for them to to make a nice little weapon just for one throwaway scene but you never know. Mm. No, no. But the two are teleported down to a cave, um, and it being the BBC, it's basically uh, blacked-out walls with some polystyrene rocks and everything in the foreground, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's 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 a usual BBC unconvincing cave, isn't it? Unconvincing cave. Yes. Avon turns on the lights, and we see there's a bunch of like spotlights all spread around, and a large painting of Anna Grant. Yeah, <laughs> that was interesting that they set all this up, wasn't it? Yeah. Now it it looks a bit crinkled. This uh this this painting. So either it's a crinkled poster, which what Avon has kept on the Liberator for some time, or it's painted onto the wall. I I can't quite tell what that's meant to be. Well, I, but yeah, I th- I thought it was a I thought it was a poster, but whether it was meant to be a poster, I don't know. But I just had visions of like Villa going off to Office World. And getting them to print up a big, you know, saying, I've got a photo here. I want a big poster made of this. Well, this was my next question. Where yeah. the heck did this poster come from? Yeah. Unless, as we've been saying on this show all along, that the, the, the ID photos for criminals are like wanted wild, wild West line drawings, because that looks like a line drawing of Anna Grant. So maybe Avon actually found that via ORAC, found a drawing of her, and, and got it printed up that way. Yeah, could it, mm. I mean they don't they don't seem they seem to have lost the art of photographs, don't they? On on Blake Seven, mm. so yeah, I wondered because where would Avon have got this from? It, let, let's assume that that when when they went to um, uh, onto the London, 
they took all their possessions away from him. They they've not got things like mobile phones to keep photos on or anything like that. So where if he's where's he kept a photo from? Or like say, yeah. did he draw it from memory? Or actually, do you know in back way back in Spaceful when we were saying that Avon had that bit of crinkled paper that we thought it was his uh, his uh, contract <laughs> that oh, he yeah. was looking at? <laughs> do you know he's fingering it? Perhaps that's it. Maybe that's Perhaps it. Perhaps that's the photo. Yeah. Yeah, but. Villa says that he set it all up. He set this cave yeah. up. Did Villa do the painting, do you think? Do you well, think he, he had be. that little line drawing and then <laughs> just started painting it? He's quite artistic, if that's the I, case. I, yeah, he's very good at it. Perhaps they had a like an overhead projector and they had a little line drawing, put it on the old thing, and then he traced it on the wall. Maybe that's what one of those lines are. But when did actually, they do this? I know, actually, it might not be a painting... That at no point do they walk in front of it. It could, it be, could be being projected, projected yeah. from a projector onto yeah, a, that's onto not a light on it. That's, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So yeah. it might be a tiny little thing that. But what, I just I can't see Villa doing this. It's too much work for him. Yeah, yeah. and he's not going to traipse up and down on the teleport and yeah. get set things up and set it all up nicely and make sure it all lines up. <laughs> but it is strange when you start to think about it. I mean. We've already established this is happening on Earth, yes? Yeah. So they arrive uh, at Earth. They've got the blind down so nobody detects them. And then I'm guessing they ask Sen or Orak to see if they can find a cave somewhere on Earth that is underground, has an air supply, but no way in or out. Yeah. They have a long shot, isn't it, really? Yeah. And then while Avon is down being interrogated... Um, the villa is teleporting down to get the cave ready over those five days, presumably. Yeah, all the while not being detected. Yes. And this is Earth. This is the headquarters yep. planet of the Federation. We've been saying, I mean, it happened last week, that there are pursuit ships absolutely everywhere, and yet it doesn't seem to be around Earth at all. Well, this this seems to be a uh, uh, a thing that, that these organizations do because um in almost every star trek movie the enterprise is the only ship between whatever the threat is and earth mm. it's funny which that, is not which is nonsense isn't it because why it would be like saying um you know making a film where john mcclain is the only cop between the president and it's you don't it's, it's not what would happen mm. so yeah if this is if, if the liberators orbit in earth Earth is the centre of the Federation itself. It should be the most heavily patrolled, the most heavily yeah. scanned, especially because we know Servalan is paranoid as hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Shrinker asks, who is she? And we get the first of yeah. these flashbacks, which is unusual uh -huh. for this show because we yeah. don't get flashbacks. And the flashbacks start where Paul Darrow kind of looks wistfully half to the camera and we have a music cue for each one, don't we? It, it could have only have been uh, more cliched if they'd have put the wibbly-wobbly <laughs> bits on you. No, that, no, um, that's too much like the teleport effect to do that. That's true, yeah. The, the, your people will be going, Wait, where's he teleporting to? Why oh, is his face yeah. teleporting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I hate these bits, I must admit. I think they look really cheap. Yep. And I, I hate this voiceover. So it's like, oh, it's you're seeing it from Avon's point of view, and it, yeah. uh, it, it's 
clunky at best and yeah i even even on my original viewings uh when the vhs's and that came out for you know watching these in order from what i can remember i didn't like this episode and that was one of the reasons it was like oh this is so clunky mm, yeah it's not the usual I... standard that we we get no We'll save it again more for the Anna Grant episode. But something I just like to point out on this first one is: Did you notice that she says, "Why do I never know what you're thinking, Avon?" Well, if they're lovers, why isn't she calling him Kerr? I never thought of before in my life. I'm telling you the truth. I don't know who she is. Anna Grant. Her name was Anna Grant. Means nothing. You, you've got to believe me. Oh, I do. It's been several years. You must have killed hundreds since you tortured her to death. All right, yes. I've killed hundreds. And remember them all, all of them. Every last one in traitor. And there wasn't one that died without telling me what I wanted to know. Not one. Professional pride, if you like. Not much, no. I never saw your woman. You were looking for me. She knew where I was. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point as well. Is that is that deliberate? Is that a deliberate clue to tip you off that she's not all she seems? In which case, no. I, I a bit think, dim, yeah. isn't he? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's not thinking with his uh, uh, love his is blind. Brain, is he? No. Yeah, um, but I think it's because at this point, if they'd have said, if she'd have said, um, you know, I can never tell what you're thinking, Kerr. The viewers would go, "Who's she talking to?" Mm, oh, I suppose. They re- yeah, you would not. You would not. The average viewer doesn't know that it's Kerr Avon, do they? Well, when was the I last time they... his first name was used? That would have been way back at the beginning of the oh, first yeah. season, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, that's it, a very it would have been point. a while ago. Yeah. Um, so I can I can forgive him that. Um, it's every. I mean, we'll we'll go into it when we do uh, Anna Grant, but it's everything else about her backstory with what we know so far that it, none of it makes sense. <laughs> Um, luckily that little flashback doesn't last very long and Shrinker goes from this not very good scared version back to belligerent as he starts boasting about how he's tortured hundreds and remembers all their names and none of them have died without giving him the information he wanted and I love him, I I love John in this the way he he peters out when he realises how much he's ranting and Avon says well professional pride uh, if you like not much, you know. Yeah, but yeah, he no, should have been like that great. up on the. He should have been like that on the Liberator, though. I reckon. Mm, that would mm. been more interesting. But yeah, he he plays it really well. He's good he, in this. He yeah. he is excellent in this. And th- this story, I listened to a fair old bit on the audio cassette, and I had only ever thought of this actor being Shrinker. And we'll talk about it in a minute in behind the scenes. I wasn't aware that I knew him in an, in another role, but it's just so ingrained on my mind, Shrinker, that uh, I hadn't actually uh, made a, a connection. But we'll talk about that shortly, okay? Yeah. It's weird as well that because um, I, I watch this for, for doing this show, so I watch Blakeson for this show. Um, but also, I, I've got not podcasting or anything, but. Uh, uh, a mate at work uh we we've started up this little i think i might mention it before started a little star trek watching group mm. 
And um, so each week we're watching an episode of Star Trek in order, and we've been going like about three years so far. And we've got about another seven to go. Um, but but this, funny enough, this week, just after watching this episode, the episode we we're, we're onto at this point is uh, a DS9 episode from season one called Duet. And it's basically, it's a two-hander between, I don't know how much you know about DS9, between Major Kira, who's a Bajoran, and a Oh, she's the one with a wrinkly nose, isn't she? That's it, yes. Yeah, yeah. you can tell she's Aiden, she's got a wrinkly nose. Wrinkly nose, Um, yeah. Yeah, wearing a jumpsuit, you know. It's uh, it's de rigueur. Um, So so basically, the whole episode is is, uh, Kira, who's... They're they're the sort of the equivalent of the of uh, the the Jews, and then you've got the the uh, Cardassians who are the Nazis, and it's a guy that turns up, and he he basically was like Shrinker, but he was running a concentration camp, and it's it's a bit like this where it starts off and he's pretending not to be, and then when he's found out, he does this very similar to this uh, Shrinker speech about sort of justifying what he did and why he did it and all mm. this sort of thing. Uh, and it was just weird that both both these episodes came in the same week, yeah. um, and they're very similar and really well, both well written. It's uh, it's meaty stuff for for sci for what is you know a sci-fi show. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I don't know anything about that episode. I might have to seek oh, yeah, it out d- and have a look. Yeah, dig it out. It's it's one of the one of the better season one episodes because DS Nine takes a while to sort of find its feet. And and this is this is sort of one of the standout ones, but it's worth watching. I mean, if you like these bits with Shrinker, you'll you'll love this one. All right, um, yeah, I'll, I'll very, do that then. Very similar themes as well. All right, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, we get more flashbacks, so we're going to fast forward through them, and we're going to have a long clip here, um, which is when Shrinker asks Avon, "Why would they be looking for him? Why were we looking for you? You hadn't joined up with the plague." Not then, not here on Earth. I'd found my way around the security programs and the banking computers. I was about to undermine confidence in the entire Federation credit system. Anna and I were going to be so rich that no one could touch us. And we were almost there. You were never even close. Remember you now. You're Kerr Avon, the great bank fraud. That's what I just said. Bartholomew was running you. Running me? Central Security, Bartholomew was their best agent. They were on to you from the start, but they were convinced that you were political. So Bartholomew stayed close and let you run. Anyone that you so much as looked at was marked for collection. You expect me to believe that? You you dropped out of sight after you killed the man who was supplying you with exit visas. I'm right, aren't I? I was shot. I was stupid enough to let him fire first. As Bartholomew lost sight of you, all your contacts were pulled in. So, you remember her now? No! That's just the point! I never saw any of them! It was Bartholomew. He was in control. I didn't kill her! Bartholomew did! I love I love this segment, although I am distracted by the amount of rustling there is from uh, Shrinker's bell staff, because, you know, that's when he, like, leans forward and he puts his leg on a rock when he goes, I remember you now, Kerr Avon. And, uh, yeah, we start getting more of uh, Avon's backstory there, and we get the first mention of Bartholomew, which is an yes. unusual name. I keep thinking it's Bartholomew, but it's not. It's Bartholomew, isn't it? Yeah, well, when... when uh... Because you, you sort of read the magazines and that, and you read the handbooks, and you see it written down. And yeah, I always, in my mind, I always say it's Bartholomew. 
and it always shocks me a bit when you hear it and it's like oh bartholomew right bartholomew yeah yeah hmm and yeah but they apparently they thought that avon was political so bartholomew stayed close and let him run um and then there's an assumption that bartholomew you killed anna grant i've told you over and over and over again why won't you believe me all right let us assume that i do believe you who is bartholomew where do i find him What's in it for me? No way out. I don't trust you. That's your problem. Why should I trust you? I've got the gun. Bartholomew was just a code name. Yes. I'm not sure who he was. End of conversation. No, wait. Don't shoot. Bartholomew was Central Security's top agent. So you said. No one knew who he was. That's why no one was safe from him. He was free to hunt anyone in or out of the service. Bartholomew could be watching you, and if he didn't like what he saw... Paranoia is the occupational hazard of the torturer. Bartholomew was real. Was real? One of the first targets of the rebellion was Central Security. That was where they made the mistake. They were obsessed with revenge. By the time they'd finished kicking the corpses, they, they'd lost their chance, and the, the president had regrouped her forces. Are you telling me that Bartholomew was one of the corpses they were kicking? Well, no. At least I don't think so. I mean, if I escape, why shouldn't he? You're wasting my time, Shrinker. If so, no use to me. You're to you. I... No, wait, please. I've got a name. A name? I, I had to question a controller from Central when I was with the rebels. <laughs> so that's how you escaped. And when the rebels lost, you changed sides yet again. No one could accuse you of being doctrinaire, could they? Why didn't the controller recognize you? Why should he? The elite from Central didn't mix much with members of the interrogation division. Their fastidiousness did them credit. Well, somebody's got to do the lousy jobs. Life is cruel, isn't it? Spare me the rationalizations. Just give me the name. Councillor Chesco. The controller told you that that was who Bartholomew was? Well, not exactly. Well, what exactly? Oh, I, I finished questioning him. He, he was dying. And, and suddenly I got curious. So I hit him with one last order. Identify Bartholomew. And he said, Councillor Chescu is still... Uh, then he died. Chescu is one of Servalan's closest advisors. She'd know the answer. I mean, why didn't you ask her? I might just do that. Are you ready to bring me up? Ready when you are. Stand by. We had a deal. Did we? A way out, you promised me. Oh, and I'm a man of my word. In the end, that's all there is, really. What's that for? That's your way out. It's a better deal than you gave any of your victims. Bring me up. We had a deal. That isn't what I meant. That isn't fair. That isn't fair. Interesting, though, this sort of ties up with with what Villa was saying in again right back in the beginning in Star uh, in um Spacefall where they they say um he's the second greatest computer guy who yeah. who's the first the guy that caught him and we're talking about cuz I love the way that uh, Shrinker sort of said Avon's almost pr- boastful uh, about catching him and Shrinker's like we knew from day 1 we were always yeah. on to you you had no hope whatsoever mm. and I quite like that I, th- I, I think that's clever stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's not the, the, the be-all yep. and end-all. He wasn't the, um, you know, the, the, the smart aleck know-it-all that he does become. Um, yeah, yeah. No, he, did, he didn't really have a chance, did he? He or Tynus, you know. Presumably Tynus was uh, yeah, being been... watched at the same time as well. Yeah. So I wonder if, um, I mean, because go, go Tynus sort of 
he he got on okay with it, didn't he? Whether Tynus was part of the part of the reason he got caught, whether he you know is there more to this? No, I think what it is. I mean, if Bartholomew was following Avon that much, you know. We know that he and Tynus had a scam. We know Tynus works for the Federation. So I reckon Tynus was the inside man. You know, they're following Avon. They're not even aware that Tynus yeah. is the person, you know, that, um, that, that, that Avon is dealing with. And Avon keeps his mouth shut and they never find out about Tynus. You know, I think that's what it is. Right. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense because otherwise you would, they would have just dumped him on to Cygnus yeah. Alpha as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, Avon's almost had enough at this point, and he pulls the gun. And there's a shot... I mean, he's fulfilling his gunfighter uh, yeah. fantasies, old Paul Darrow there. But the way he stands there, with his, he's got this quite a pudding basin haircut um, when he's down in the cave. He reminds me an awful lot of Wilco Johnson from Dr. Feelgood. He had a haircut very much like that, and, and he's got a stare on his face that Wilco Johnson used to have on stage. So I just thought I'd mention that, okay? I'll put a comparison uh, yeah, I, shot on on Facebook so you know what the bloody hell I'm going yeah, have, about. Yeah, have a look. I'm, I'm not into. I, I've I know the I've heard of the group, but I've. Uh, I yeah, yeah. No, there's a particular them, but... there's a particular uh, shot I'll put on Facebook yeah. and you'll see what I mean. Okay. And Shrinker says he, how he said over and over that uh, he he didn't kill her. Um, and I like the next bit because the next bit. Um, and I like the way it's acted by both of actors here. You know, we find out our shrinker switched sides to the rebellion um, um, when the rebellion happened um, during the war, and after the rebellion, um, he switched back again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, which you know, it's almost professional um, mercenary, isn't it? Is there they'll go with whoever is paying the contract sort of thing. And it's got to be a civil war. If, if you're a Federation yeah. torturer and a rebellion happens and you switch sides, you're, but you're still Federation. You're still a Federation torturer. You know? Yeah, I, I couldn't... I mean, if, it, if, if we are talking that the rebellion was Blake's style of rebellion or the, the people Blake uh, hang, hung around with, I can't see them wanting to openly use federation no. torturers or trusting them but i can see it if it's if we're talking purely one side of the military versus the other or yes, part of the military the and, the, and the political sphere against serverland's military then yeah i could see that that because he's not it's not an ideological war is it it's so well, it no, doesn't you, I mean you, you don't need to believe in the you know the 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 side that you're fighting for. Yeah, you've mentioned a few times, you know, parallels with World War Two. That's like, you know, the uh, the English or the Americans going into Germany. You capture a, a German base and then you start using one of the German interrogators on your side. You know, you wouldn't do it, would you? That's that that's a prisoner of war. You wouldn't start using him. Yeah. Still, you in the war. um, you do it, which they did do. You do it after the war. Once once you've won. Well, especially with the rocket builders, yes. Yeah, you do. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if you're a uh, pattern, you you recommend putting the SS back in charge because they could at least run things. But yeah, you're right. You wouldn't at at the height of the war, you wouldn't have. You would immediately assume that they're a, a double agent. You would, no. you know, it, it 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 sort of doesn't doesn't work. But it would work that 
like you say, if it was, you know, say say Stauffenberg had succeeded in blowing up Hitler and then his group take, I, they would have used, because it would have been their colleagues, they would have used people that were fighting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so I think it's got to be a, that it's the the military and political on one side with Servalan and the military on the other. I think yeah. it's that that level yeah. of uh, civil war. Yeah, Who, whoever they are, whoever these rebellion people are, we know from Shrinker here that there is hatred because they were yeah. going after and gunning down anybody from, you know, control, um, central security. They, they, they were the main targets and, and they were being butchered. Um, and, and he says that um, he, he had to question a controller from security who was dying. I wonder why, Shrinker. Maybe his yeah. eyes burnt out. Um, and he hit him with one last question. Who is Bartholomew? And he says, Councillor Chescu is, and then dies. Okay. And we find out that Chescu is one of Servaland's closest advisors. Um, and that's it. I mean, he's offered up all his yeah. information now, hasn't he? Uh, to Avon, um, he served his purpose. Yeah, he's, he's pointless now. Pointless talking to him anymore. Yeah, and didn't say this, but Avon had said, um, I'll offer you a deal, a way out. If you give yeah. me the information I want, I'll give you a way out. Okay, and, and you know, this is when Shrinker's like, well, we came to an arrangement, you know, uh, I fulfilled my part of the bargain, where's mine? And that's when Avon throws this new gun down on the floor and yeah. says, that's, that's your way out, it's a better deal than you gave any of your victims. And promptly teleports up, you know. Yeah. With Shrinker on the floor, going, "That's not fair." Yeah, it's a bit, bit richer him uh, as a, as a Federation Nazi to be. You're talking, talking about, fairness. about fairness. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and presumably that's his the end of his story. Yeah. Uh, he either commits suicide or he he starves to death, which makes me think, you know, um, somewhere on Earth. You know, forty years later on that Earth, if we ever go back to Blake Seven, there is a, uh, a skeleton in a bell staff um, yeah. in this cave. Could well be, yeah. Yeah. Um, Avon arrives back on the Liberator, um, and it's like as soon as he teleports back up, all that five-day fatigue and everything that he had has completely evaporated. He's back to his normal self. <laughs> took your time. It was necessary. Is it done? Yes, but it isn't finished. Wonderful. Who's next on your list? Servalan? Orak. Ah, what is it now? Gracious as ever. Orak, I want you to interrogate the Federation security computers and get me Servalan's present location. I was joking, Avon. Then I want your best strategy for reaching her. You wish to communicate with her? Face to face with a gun in my hand. And a hole in your head. Have you gone completely mad? Possibly. How long, Orak? I will inform you when I have the necessary data. Good. Don't we get a say in this? By all means, say away. Oh, Orak. Yes? Check on a counsellor Chescu at the same time. I want to know where he is, too. He's re-energised because he, uh, he's he got another, yeah, another task to do, isn't it? Yeah, he's yeah. got another task. But, but it is the old Avon, you know. Yeah. Um, he goes across, turns on... Orak and Orak goes. What is it now? Gracious as ever. Um, that is that that is proper Avon, isn't it? Yeah, especially because, like, literally two scenes ago, he he was having trouble sort of standing up yeah. because he was so knackered. Yeah. And my my last question for this episode: 
Do you think the others think he actually did shoot Shrinker in cold blood? And do you think any of them ever said to him, what happened down there? Well, do you think, like, they they were sat around the flight deck one night having their cocoa? Do you remember that time when <laughs> I... Yeah, Villa would, wouldn't it? Do you remember that time I built... I spent five days building that lovely cave. Never got any feedback on it. Um, I think, yeah, I think... I mean, Villa in this is quite... He's quite keen to have Shrinker die, isn't he? He's quite... He's yeah. sort of the, he's, he's, and I can't work out whether he's, he's, this is another th- stage that he's showing his, his, uh, friendship with Avon, that mm. this is important to Avon, so he's going along with it. He is going along with it. And yeah. of course, we did no mention it either. Yeah. yeah, earlier, I mean, he does warn him, he says, be careful, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he's, he's That's more a lovely dangerous line. than he looks. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Avon comes back where there isn't everyone. But yeah, no, he yeah. is concerned for Avon, isn't he? Yeah, so, but I, I don't know whether I mean Callie might she might have made some sort of you know sort of sarky yeah. comment or I hadn't thought about Callie because yeah. Callie at this point she just presumes that he he has he's got his information and he's gunned yeah. gunned uh, her down now I haven't watched the rest of the episode for today um, no I, I did, stopped I when Trinker did so yeah. it's going to be interesting when we come to do the Anna Grant and the Major Gren Lee episodes, just to see how Callie is. How has her, will her demeanour change? Yeah. Um, later on in this story, I hope so. I hope I hope it it follows through. Because mm. because I mean Callie's she's killed a few people anyway, but she this is this is going dead set against her sort of her. Um, the the way she would do it, isn't it? This this is against mm. her principles. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see that actually whether we can detect any or whether mm. we just read that into it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We well, that's to be continued to, uh, yeah. at a later date. Um, behind the scenes, um, yeah, the actor John Bryan's. Um, I haven't got an awful lot on him. Um, he did a ton of um, thriller and detective TV shows. A ton of them. Um, there's a Blake Seven connection in one of them. He did a episode of The Saint with Howard, old Michael Goff. Oh, right. Okay, I'll have to see if I can find a photo of yeah, the two of them together in that one. Yeah, um, he's got a pretty average kind of like genre tally. Uh, the first thing he was in was The Champions. Uh, then he was in Randall and Hopkirk. Um, then he was in The House That Dripped Blood. Um, and then, and here we go, as I say, John Bryan's is shrinker to me, okay? Yeah. Um, I kind of knew that he played Senator Burkle um, yeah. in Blake Seven as well. Um, but he also played another character that I know very, very well, and I've never, ever made the connection. And I think mainly because his beard is bigger and he was wearing a wig, he is one of these... Uh, what did we call him? Swamp Castle characters, but in Doctor Who. Right. Okay, he's. I take it from your silence. You don't know what I'm about to say. No, I'm. I'm. I'm intrigued. Whether right, it will be whether I, whether my my Doctor Who credentials will be revoked. I think they might be. He is in uh, the creature from the pit. Okay, he plays that outrageous stereotype, um, Fagin type called Corvin. Do you know? What? I would never have made that. I didn't. Connection. I didn't until I saw that on IMDb, and it's like, and I had to go back. I had to get my DVD out. Yeah. It's like bloody hell, it is. You know yeah. that 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 
yeah, Swamp Castle guy talking to his lovely boys all about yeah. metal all the time. It's, I, I'll have it to is, go it's and John have a look Bryant. at that. Yeah, yeah now um, I know not, it. Not one of my favourite, not one of my favourite uh, Doctor Who's, but I've seen it a few times. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go and have a look, Get drag the DVD out and have a look. Yeah, I think it is because he, he is a Swamp Castle character. He's got the face yeah. wig, he's got the big beard, he's got all the, all the furs on and that. But also, yes, he has got this accent. He's got it, this yeah, Fagan-style voice. Yeah, it wouldn't be allowed now. No. We'll, we'll put it that way. They wouldn't get he's, away with doing that he, style Basically, he, he's channeling Ron Moody. He's doing yes, Ron Moody yeah. as Fagin in Oliver. That's what he's doing. And, yeah, as I say, I know that story very well. Of course, I know this one very well, but I'd never made the two connect. Uh, uh, connect I mean, like fair dues. I mean, that's acting. he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, that's acting. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last three things he was in, genre-wise, were Blake Seven. He played Senator Burkle twice, uh, yeah. once in Seek, Locate, Destroy, and again in Trial. Um, we'll be talking about him in that when, uh, when, when we do uh, Rontaine. We're going yes. to be talking about Burkle. Now, in, interesting, you said, you said he's always shrinker to you. I think of him as Senator uh, Burkle. Burkle, really? Yeah, yeah that's, I, when, when I saw, when, when I watched this episode last week, and that to me it was like, uh, oh, he's, he's playing a different part. Yeah, so isn't it weird that different different characters uh, sort of make impressions mm. on us differently? I bet I remember. I bet I know why you remember him more as Burkle, and I bet you it's the moment when, as Burkle in trial, he goes to go through the door, and Trooper Pass stops him, yeah. and he and he sort of stammers, "Uh, Burkle!" Yeah. before he goes in, and then yeah, Carr and the other guy says, brilliant. "Oh, I thought he was going to leg it," and he said, "Well, yeah, if he had run for it, you could have shot him." I reckon that's why, because it was a Trooper Pass yeah. moment. Yeah. It's, it's also presumably because I've watched that episode so many more times than I've watched Rumours of Death. Right, right. Whereas you're, as well. you're presumably the other way. You've watched. Room. I mean, I don't. I don't. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when we do the the next bits what your views on this episode are because I don't yeah. know. I don't know whether you, you you it's a good one for you, a bad one, a mediocre. I don't know. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Again, that's to be continued. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Then his last ever genre uh, appearance was yeah this one, Rumors of Death, where he played Shrinker. Okay. So so that's it. He, he gets a pedestrian seven. In genre oh, tally. Do you know what? Once upon a time, that we would have been going, wow. Yeah, he's seven. almost in double figures. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How times change. And he gets a, a, a measly one on the who tally. Okay. Is he not, and... not so, yeah, nothing like uh, Indiana Jones or anything? No, 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 no. He wasn't used in any of that. No, 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 no. Because so he's got it. a lovely, yeah, he's got a lovely, he could play a copper. Or a burglar type face, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, no, no, he was. As I yeah. say, he was in in an awful lot of detective shows. Um, yeah. And thank goodness we don't have a detective show tally because oh you know, yeah, yeah no, that, yeah. All right, so that's it. That's it for today. Um, that is Shrinker dealt with. As I say, we're coming back to this show two more times. Next time it will be Anna Grant. So let's see what we have to say on the next bit of it. All right. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed this one because, like I say, it wasn't an episode I I probably would have drag, dragged out to watch as a you know a, a just a, a blake seven casual watching um but i did enjoy it and i am looking forward to watching the rest of it mm. just to mm. see how that changes mm. um no, but good. even because there's a little bit of crossover 
with the you get some of the serverland stuff while we're still watching the shrinker parts so it's yes. not like it's they do the shrink a bit and then it cuts completely and there's a so mm. i did see a bit in it i did i noticed what you meant by there's lots and lots of lovely uniform shots there are oh, which, I mean, if, uh, if, if, yeah. if you want to research a federation guard definitely. Uh, costume this is the episode for you yeah. definitely i definitely. don't know whether that might that might not appeal to the average viewer but for us that's for right. us yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you just said there about it's it's not a story that you uh, um, remember too much because you don't yeah. really seek it out, and uh, I think that's going to apply for our next character um, that we're going to be featuring because uh, next time is a case of uh, lights, camera, action as we look at the traitor in season four's traitor. Did you see what uh, I did there? That I did. Good, it was very, yeah, it was very good. Now. Um... I yeah I this oh God I remember this episode, but I remember it mainly for being utterly boring. Mm. I don't think that's a good sign, is it? I know this episode for one reason only, and and that was um, to study the the rebel leader's gun because I oh, right. I, I, I made definition. that gun, and that's the only reason I've ever watched yeah. this episode. So it's I, a, and... it's a talent heavy episode as well, isn't it? It, it very much so is a Tarrant heavy episode, so that's another reason. Um, but, and I was thinking about who can we do for season four, and I've yeah. chosen lights over all the others in this because, yeah, I, I think we're going to have a bit more to say about him as opposed to, you know, the cute character in it yeah. and uh, the <laughs> yeah. Nick Bramble character because, yeah, I don't think there's much to say about them. But this, this traitor in Traitor. Um, I, th I think I think we're going to get more mileage out of him than the others. Okay, Good. all right. I'm right. sort of looking forward to it as well. I'm, we might change our minds. We might be totally wrong on this one. I watched it, you know, when oh, I was researching that it? rifle oh. about a year ago or something yeah. like that. Maybe a bit longer ago than that. And just being quite, well, I, no, I'm going to save it for next week. I'm, I'll save yeah, it. For I, next I week. won't have seen it since the first. VHS run through. So oh really? Oh yeah. blimey! I, I am so looking forward to what <laughs> oh, you, you, that, that, that you've got to say about this. Oh blimey! And especially you being, um, you know, a costume person. I yeah, yeah. You, I think you're going to have an awful lot to say. Oh, All right. Okay. Thank you, anybody out there listening. Uh, so yeah, join us next time. Um, yes, we might have. A <laughs> it might be an adjective-filled episode. Yes, might be a long one. Yes. Yeah, all right. Okay, thank you for today, Ian. No problem. Enjoyed it as always. All right. Okay, see you next time. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Bye. Bye.